Welcome to Touched by Grace, an outreach of Grace for the Nation's Church here in the city of Grand Rapids, Michigan. For more information, visit us on the web at gftnc.org. And now, here's Touched by Grace. You know, we have endeavored to reach the diverse people of the world by teaching. So, so teaching biblical principles and life application, uh, which means that we got to do what we've been teaching, right? We got to do what we've been teaching. And in addition to that, you know, despite the, the present day challenges that face families and individuals as well as our communities, we believe there's hope. And that's been our mission. That is our focus. That's what we'll continue to reiterate and reestablish in your hearts until Jesus comes, until the Lord says something different or until Jesus comes, we're going to focus on making sure that that's our priority and that we are blessed in the process. I want to make sure that we are focused on what's important. And there was a promise that Jesus made. Somebody say that Jesus made the promise. Jesus made a promise that he would not leave us comfortless. He said that he would not forsake us. He said he would be with us always, even until the end of the age. And, and that's prophetic. And I say that because what happens is oftentimes people take scripture literally, and that's fine. But then there's also a deeper meaning to scripture. Amen. amen. Notice I said it as a question again, because we used to be in the church where people would just say, amen, just randomly. Right. They just say, amen, amen, amen. And you just hear it all over the place. And so I think the church has gotten to a place now to where we don't necessarily know for sure or for certain what the promises are. We've gotten to the place where we don't know if that's God's will or if it was just our will or if a preacher told us it would be a good thing for us to desire. I think that we've gotten to a place in the church where we've even responded to the circumstances around us, the situations, and even what the enemy has thrown at us, and we've made the adjustments accordingly as opposed to going back to the original promise that God made to us. The original promise that God made to us. Well, let's, let's, let's go deeper. Let's speculate for a moment. What could prohibit us, keep us, stop us, block us, or hinder us from fulfilling the very thing that God said or from obtaining the full promise of God. Now, he's made you some promises. In fact, a lot of people have probably made a lot of promises of which they weren't able to keep. Maybe they've made some promises they could keep and some promises they can't keep and some promises that were never going to be kept in the first place. They were just idle words or promises. I want to isolate the word promise in your mind and make you think just for a moment about what God might have promised you, because as we await for the manifestation of the promise of the Holy Ghost, there are also very natural promises along the way that God has spoken generationally and individually that we haven't obtained yet. You see, I know it to be true because the distractions and the things that throw us off are to keep us from focusing on the promise are usually not that significant. We spend a lot of time, we get hyped up, we get anxious, excited over things, and they really don't amount to much. And then we go back to, but what did God say? Well, I thought God promised. How many can sincerely say deep in your heart, you are awaiting a promise from God? I'm not talking about something you said you wanted. I'm talking about something that God said. I got to define that and make it clear because when we say we want something and then we say, God, you promised, there's some things that God never promised that we just want. There's some things that we just make a promise because we think he's that kind of God. Just like we take people for granted. We just assume that they're going to be there. We just assume that they're going to do for us what they've always done. We just assume that they're going to be the same person that they were the last time we offended them. Now, if we do that to people, chances are we're doing that to God. 
Chances are we are expecting God to get us up and get us out like the last time he got us up and got us out. We're expecting God to touch us one more time and make us feel good just for another moment until we get to the place of despair when we've taken our focus off of his promise in the first place. What does it take to endure the promise of God? When you think of promise in the people of God in the Bible, you probably think of Abraham. How many think of Abraham? Because he was a, a man that was known to be a friend of God based on him not staggering at the promises of God. I'm not going to go into Abraham's life. I'm going to share some New Testament scripture with you in just a minute. But I wanted to make sure that we had at least a point of reference. Abraham was known as the friend of God. Can you imagine God acknowledging you as his friend? I'm not talking about an Israel Houghton song. I'm talking about you knowing for a certain that you got backup from God being your friend. But that's only based on how you respond to his promise. I know people can say, God, he's the father of us all. He is the father of us all, but he's not the friend of us all. Why would he distinguish Abraham as being called the friend of God? Why would Jesus say to his disciples, you're no longer servants, I now call you friends? That's not everybody. Now, there's no elite club, there's no group of people, and there are no qualifications that you have to work toward. All we have to do is be found standing on the promises of God. That's what qualifies us. And when we get off the promises of God, when we, when we deviate from the promises of God, then we begin to dilute our relationship with him because without faith in his promises, it's impossible to please him. He's only going to do what he promised. God's not making stuff up. He's not randomly saying, you know what? I think I'm going to bless you today. Oh, yeah, I think I'm going to give you hair. How about that? Yeah, you need some teeth. Let me give you some teeth. Toes, you want toes? I'll give you toes. God is very intentional about everything that he does. And when he makes a promise, you can best believe that it's going to come to pass. Where we have come short, I say we have come short as we haven't found the promises of God to stand on. We're just standing on what we feel. We're standing on what we want. We're standing on what would be nice. We're standing on what somebody else might have gotten. We're standing on something that we saw and we said, wow, it would sure would be great to be that or to be like that. Well, let's establish the fact that God wants us to have certain things. God, he wants us to even have the very desires of our heart, hoping that our desires are his desires. Remember, one of the indictments of the children of Israel, God said to them, is my ways are not your ways and my thoughts are not your thoughts. We are striving to have our ways like God's ways, our thoughts like God's thoughts. We want to love what he loves and hate what he hates. Do I have any witnesses in this room? Yeah, I want to make sure, remember, yeah, I want to make sure that you are registering in your mind that there are times when we have fallen short, but then there are times when we're dead on, just standing on the promises. What does that look like? Sometimes you look crazy. Sometimes I look really strange. What is he doing? Why is he doing that? He's standing on the promises of God. But you can't see what God promised me. Sarah couldn't see what God promised Abraham. The children of Israel couldn't see what God made the promise to Moses. And when you cannot see what has been promised, you have to then rely on your own instinct and your own virtues, your own values, your own volition, which is flawed at best because we're humans. It doesn't mean that it can't be perfected. It just simply means that coming out the block, we're at a disadvantage. Because when God says eternity, he's talking eternity. When we say eternity, we say how long you got to wait in the, in the Secretary of State office. That feels like an eternity, doesn't it? Feel like you're trapped in a vortex forever. And the people are grinning at you like, you're going to be here for a long time. <laughs> 
and they move in slow motion. I, de I declare everything in the, in the Secretary of State office just moves like this. Even the phone ringing in the background is in slow motion. It's all slow, it's slow. Well, that's because we have this anticipation that things should be quick, it should be efficient, and things should move. Even church service. Some people think that church service is supposed to be like this. But they come in like this. We do, we do. What time it start? 10, I get about 10, 15, 10, 20. But we expect quick, fix me, quick, save me, quick, deliver me, quick, give me a word, quick, inspire me, quick, encourage me, quick, hype me up. Think about that. It took us years to get in some of the hellacious situations that we are in. And we want God to get us out like, give me out, Lord, take me up out of here. Yeah, we, just like that. We want God to just do it just like that. I'm turning over these stones because there are things hiding under there. There are things hiding under that face that we put on to come into the presence of God and pretend like, you know, like, you know if God touches me, fine. And if he doesn't, then, you know, I'll just, you know, I'll just be okay. I'll just come back, at, you know, in a month or so. And then I'll, um, I'll just be, you know, I wonder, do they, do they know what I'm going through? Do they, do they know? Notice I'm rocking. I'm just kind of passively rocking back and forth, and I'm experiencing nothingness, a great deal of overwhelming, high-powered nothingness in my whole life because I don't really know what the promises of God are. I just know that my life's supposed to be better than this, and I don't know how to get there. You know, I just keep going through the same motions, and I just think that it's going to be okay at some point, eventually. Well, maybe, maybe when I die, I'll go to heaven like everybody else. Everybody else? Heaven was designed for everybody, but unfortunately, everybody won't be going. It's the promise of God that if you live right, that if we seek his face, that if we live for him. So we can rock back and forth all we want. It doesn't change God. Let's get some scriptures really quick because I have to inspire you, right? Um, Numbers 23 and 19 says what? What does it say right there? Can you read that with power? It's on the screen. Read it out loud with power. What does it say? Wow. Wow. You guys brought it. You came with power. I like that. That gave me some energy. Well, think about what that scripture just said. God is not like us. So he's not going to vacillate. He's not going to go back and forth. He's not going to waver. He's not going to say one thing and then do something else. He's not going to say one thing and really mean something else. God is not that complex. He's the creator of complexity, but he's not complex. He's very simple. And when we look at God as like that, he's big, he's magnanimous, absolutely. But God is so concerned about everything about us, he had a plan in place before we even got here. The challenge is that we won't line up with it oftentimes, and we're squirming and, and wiggling, and we are not being obedient, so situations occur to knock us back on track. 
I'll never forget a man of God spoken to my life, a prophet, an apostle spoken to my life. He says that, you know what, you, you have had a lot of favor in your life. And this was before I went through all the stuff that I've gone through in these last 17 years. He, he said, you've had a lot of favor in your life. He said, but you've also had a lot of tragedy. And he said, because God's marked you, you're marked and you are now designed to go God's way. So no matter whatever it was the enemy had planned for you, it was canceled. So that gave me some assurance. That gave me some assurance. He says that God knows exactly where you are. You're not perfect and you haven't done things right all the way. But every time you got off course or every time you get off course, God is going to put you back on course. He actually used the term knock you back on course. Now, how many would rather that God just speak to you as opposed to knock you back on course? But how many have ever felt a knock from a parent? You know, I'm going to knock you upside your head, that kind of thing. But that knock was love. It didn't feel like it, but it was love, right? Then somebody say, knock, knock. I didn't say knock and buck. I said, knock, knock. Uh, yeah, that's, that's so God, God does this. God says, wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. I'm not like a man that I'm going to lie, nor am I like the son of man that I would even change my mind. I'm not going to repent. Most people see repent and they think, ooh, somebody's sin. No, he meant repent is in change your mind. To repent means to change your mind and your actions and to be sorrowful. God does not regret creating us. He's not angry that he created us. He's not mad. He already went through that process. Ask Noah. <laughs> Noah them. So, so we understand that God has a plan. He has a purpose for us. And he's not like man that he would change his mind. He says, if he's made a promise... Will he not do it? What kind of God would we serve if he was flighty? Maybe, maybe, maybe. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Long life? I don't know. Maybe with long life, I'll satisfy. Nah. I'll give you long life, but I won't let you be satisfied. No, I changed my mind. I'm sorry. With long life, I'll satisfy you. How about that? That's not a negotiable statement. That was an affirmation. Now, I want you to think now of every scripture that you read when God was speaking. Was he making a promise or was he making good on it? Those are the only two options you have. When you read the word of God, he is either making the promise or you see where he's making good on the promise. You've been listening to Touched by Grace, an outreach of grace for the nation's church in Grand Rapids, Michigan. For more information, log on to our website, gftnc.org, or call us, 616-974-9128. Our mission here at Grace for the Nations Church is to reach the diverse people of the world by teaching biblical principles and life application of the Scripture. Despite the present-day challenges facing individuals, families, and our communities, we believe there is hope. 